0: a DIY manual for the construction of stories by Steve Almond, available from Zando. Go get your copy right now, wherever you buy books. Hello? Hello. How you doing? Welcome to the show. This is the Other People Podcast. I'm Brad Listy in Los Angeles. It's nice to be with you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you're doing all right, wherever you happen to be. I have a great episode for you today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. You can also subscribe on YouTube. Follow the show on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Blue Sky. So it is Friday. It's a flashback episode. I'm digging into the archives and sharing with you today an outtake from episode 546, my conversation with author Laura Vandenberg. This episode first aired on October 10th, 2018. A reminder that you can listen to the full episode. It's in the feed. So if you like what you hear in this flashback and you want to hear the full conversation with Laura Vandenberg, it's there. All episodes of this program are available to listeners without obstruction. So have at it, episode 546. So, before we get started today, a quick reminder that I do an email newsletter. It is weekly. It is free. You can sign up at otherppl.com or bradlesti.com. The newsletter is simple. It's straightforward. It is user-friendly. I let you know about the latest episodes of the show, and I share links to things that I've been reading and finding interesting. That's it. So, if you want to hear from me once a week in your inbox, go sign up for the newsletter at otherppl.com or bradlisty.com. Likewise, I would love it if you would join the other people Patreon community, help keep this show going into the future. You can do that at patreon.com slash other PPL pod. And it's a great way to show your support. If you like this show, if you listen regularly, if you get something from it, join the Patreon over at patreon.com otherpplpod other PPL pod. All right, so today I'm going to be doing a flashback from episode 546, my conversation with Laura Vandenberg, one of our finest working fiction writers. She is the author of five works of fiction, including The Third Hotel, I Hold a Wolf by the Ears, The Isle of Youth, What the World Will Look Like When All the Water Leaves Us, and Find Me. I should note that Laura's next two novels are both forthcoming from Farrar, Strauss, and Giroux. They are entitled, respectively, Florida Diary and Ring of Night. So that's exciting. Two new novels forthcoming from Laura Vandenberg. Once again, this episode from which I'm about to play an outtake first aired on October 10th, 2018. You can listen to episode 546 in its entirety if you wish it is in the feed so without any further ado let's get to it today's flashback here she is ladies and gentlemen this is laura vandenberg
1: i was in just i was just in like a difficult headspace uh i think i was having i turned in you know my book and i had done um third hotel the one that just came out and i had done copy edits and all that stuff and so i was in i was having a little bit of book postpartum um there was some illness in my family um that had had been had been pretty tough and
0: you're um, ready to kick some ass
1: yeah and 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 also the world's on fire yeah um So,
0: which by the way, that stress is not to be,
1: yeah, it's,
0: it's not nothing.
1: No, it's, it's not nothing. So all of those things kind of colliding, I was like, I need to do, I need to, I need to find a new dimension in my life for sort of processing this. Um, and so I got a class pass and just thought, you know, okay, I'll just,
0: did somebody recommend this to you?
1: No, I just I I but I mean I knew I knew people who had boxed. I mean it was not completely you know it was not completely like alien to me. But I had not ever. I mean I, I'm not count- you know I taken sort of cardio boxing classes, but that's not. This is like I'm not really you put counting. on like
0: did you put on like protective headgear?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean I I'm like just working up to light sparring, so it takes you you know if you've never boxed before, it's going to take you a while probably to get there. So I did a class pass and I would go to like you know I was like everyone says that yoga is supposed to help with anxiety. Um, which for me, it doesn't, I'm, I'm probably doing it wrong, but it's like the, the idea that you're supposed to kind of empty your mind and that's supposed to calm you down. For me, it's just, it creates this like blank space in which it, into which like anxiety can flood. So I, yeah. And so I just took a boxing class, just in the interest of like trying something different. It was one of the physically hardest things that I'd ever done. I mean, it, I thought it's a, good workout. it's a really good workout and like I run with my dog. I thought it was in pretty decent shape is that it is a completely like next level kind of fitness. Um, and so it was really hard. I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know how to wrap my hands. I didn't know how to jab this very good teacher who just like was really good about kind of breaking it down. Very, um, really good about the kind of technicalities of form. And I was immediately hooked. Uh, and so I started coming back and coming back. And then this winter into the spring, I was going like, five mornings a week and getting up early to go and start a million
0: working. dollar baby.
1: Yeah. One-on-one with someone. And it was so, it was so sad. It was, I've been on kind of like hiatus because I've been traveling a lot this summer and had been on book tour, but it, it was so satisfying to learn and it's all craft, you know, I mean, there, I think there's so much synergy between boxing and writing and so many writers have written about boxing and yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all craft. Have you um, ever
0: read FX tool? Isn't that somebody? No, who's like a-
1: I'm reading Catherine Dunn's essays on boxing now, but I haven't read that one. I want to imagine. say, I just, I'm
0: just like pulling like for boxing fiction yeah. or something, but like boxing writing.
1: Yeah. And Joyce Killer Oates has written a nonfiction book about boxing. She's written um, a book about
0: everything. She
1: has. That's true. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. She's like really covered, um, uh, the gamut. Um, Katie Kinamura has a, a really great novel about, um, mixed, mixed, mixed martial arts, not, not just uh, boxing, but um, about fighting. And um, yeah, so there's there's a kind of whole canon of like fighting literature. So but
0: what's the synergy between boxing and writing? Just the discipline, the craft? The...
1: For sure. I think that, um, I mean, certainly the craft, you know, and I think in one, like in a, when you read a great scene in fiction, there's this sense that it's doing one thing, but of course it's doing like fifteen different things simultaneously. And even if you're tracking one line of movement you can you can sense those other elements working on you as you're as you're reading, right? And I think boxing is actually very similar. If you watch a professional fighter in a ring and they do this like one movement and it's so elegant and it's so powerful, but it's actually made up of these kind of 15, you know, micro movements that they have, it's a language they've internalized. And so they do it, they're doing it, you know, un- unconsciously and inst- instinctively to some degree. Um, and I think that that's true for writing. It's like our own sort of style and sensibility becomes this internalized language that, that we then, you know, give of shape to on the page so i feel like there's there's so much with the kind of practice of craft with the aim of it being something you know but don't necessarily actively think about or don't think about like it like each step I, that to me feels like very um conversant with writing
0: yeah you should write about boxing. Now I want you ringside.
1: Maybe, yeah. Maybe one day. That would be so cool. I feel like I need... But there's also so much. There's an endless amount. Also, like, writing. I mean, there's an endless amount of... Um... There's an endless amount of stuff to learn about boxing. I mean, it is such a complex. I mean, both like the culture of it, the the, the technical aspect, d- different styles and sort of philosophies of of training and of fighting. I mean, it's such a it's such a complex sport that some people have actually asked me because I t- I tweet about boxing, On Instagram about boxing a fair amount. If I would write something about it, and and you know, I just I feel like I need to know more about it. I, I would I would want to. Yeah, be writing from a place of, like, deeper knowledge than I feel like I have right now.
0: Well, you'll, it sounds like you're on your way.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm working. Yeah, I'm working my way there. Have
0: you sparred with somebody yet?
1: Yeah, I have sparred, um, which was terrifying.
0: I was going to say, because I want to ask you about fear. Like, it's yeah. one thing to train and to, like, work on the heavy bag and, like, the speed bag or whatever you call it. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Okay, so that's stuff I get. And then, like, also just all the cardio and, like, doing the cool jump roping and stuff. But yeah. But then you get into the ring and there's somebody coming at you to like hit you in the fa- in the face. Like that's yeah. where I'm like, you know what? I don't want yeah, any- to. Like, want- I'm I'll- all set. I'm out.
1: Yeah. But- yeah. I mean, I the, the sparring that I've done was sort of it was like light sparring. So it was, you know, you're not hitting you're hitting with maybe like forty percent, which doesn't still doesn't feel great if you get hit in the face at forty percent. But yeah. it's um you know, it's, it's, it's not like you're, you know, you really are in the ring to, to train each other and to practice things that have been sort of theoretical on like the heavy bag, for example, or a footwork drills to actually, you know, do them in there, do that sort of work in the intended context. And it is, I mean, it is intimidating and I, I'm new enough to, um, to even light sparring that, you know, my stomach does sort of like lurch uh, when, when the round, when the round begins. But, um, but I think the thing, one of the things that I love about boxing, which again, I think is sort of very much like writing when you're really in a groove with a piece of work is that it feels like a sober way to exist outside time. Just to say, when you're in the ring with someone, like there's no space to think about anything else. Right. And if you and if your attention drifts, even for like a second, you will pay for it. So it's this great lesson in in like in just focus and kind of being hyper. That's what you're
0: trying. That's what the yoga teachers are trying to get you to. Yeah. But you're like, no, I want it
1: in the ring. Yeah, I was like, ah, eh, that's. <laughs> I'm a Gemini. Hey, to I like to I like to, <laughs> You know, Geminis aren't great at being. Being still, always. But I, don't, yeah, I don't think anybody is. It's a, but it's a you're right, and, and, and that's like a discipline and a practice that you build. And I, I, I probably didn't stay stay in it long enough.
0: But. Yeah, but it's like you know, but you seems like you're getting it in the ring. Like yeah. it's, it doesn't matter what you do.
1: Yeah, it's that right. This has become, uh, yeah. Fighting is definitely like a meditative practice for me in some in some ways. Are
0: you aggressive? You don't seem, like... you don't strike me as somebody like I wouldn't look at you and be like boxer. But you know, sometimes people like are, like are you somebody who. Like, if you're playing Monopoly, like, you're competitive and you got to win. Like, do you have that kind of thing going on?
1: No, not really. I don't think I'm super competitive with other people. And I also, I mean, I haven't really played sports before. So I was never, like, on, I don't know, like, a high school soccer team or something like that. So, I mean... I guess I don't really know for sure because I don't have a lot of experience, but even right with the board game analogy, and there are totally people in my family that are like ultra competitive and will get like really upset if they're, you know, losing in a game of Monopoly or chess or something. But yeah, that's not, that's not really been my MO. I mean, I think I'm sort of self-competitive where I'm always looking at like where I am and how can I, how can I kind of raise the bar on myself. So I do feel like I'm competitive or ambitious in that way. Um, but not usually super competitive with other people.
0: Like raise the bar in terms of like your personal conduct, or is it like more of like raise the bar, like creatively and professionally, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it all of the above? All
1: of the above. Absolutely. You're hard on yourself. I'm going to do all, all things better all the time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I can kind of be that way with myself too. Like I'm always tinkering and I can, uh, I can drift into guilt pretty easily. Like I'm not doing enough. You know, this is my fault. Do you get into that mindset? Yeah,
1: yeah for sure. That, what's your sign? Leo. Mm.
0: I'm a Leo, but yeah. whenever people who like, have spent time around me, I'm one of those people who I'm like, I'm a Leo. And they're like, really?
1: What's your rising sign? I don't know.
0: I don't know anything about all that. Okay. I like I uh, was just emailing with Carolina uh, yeah, who knows a lot about this stuff. Yeah. And she asked me to send my, uh was like my birthday and the time of birth. Hang on. Let me see if I can find this. And I know that I was born at nine Oh nine. Does that make anything different? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but like, you know, I sent her that stuff and I was supposed to get some sort of, uh, I was supposed to get some sort of like, you know, report back on who I am.
1: Well, that, um, that's, that's sort of a terrifying phrase a report back <laughs> on who I am.
0: But you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I do know what you're saying. I, I, I have solicited those reports for myself at different moments in time. Yeah, I mean, I asked about your rising sign because I think some people are, 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 are more like their rising sign or their front kind of facing self is more like their rising sign than their, um, their, their main sign. So I, I'm, I'm a Gemini rising. My rising sign is Cancer. But I think I'm like, I'm like Uber Gemini in a lot of ways um, and feel less like a Cancer. But I can also see, you know
0: so okay i'm looking at my i have my report okay
1: (laughs) what's the verdict
0: it says planetary positions sun leo in house 11 direct moon taurus Mm -hmm. in house nine direct like how do i know what my rising sign is
1: i think your rising sign is your sun sign
0: so i'm a leo sun sign too i'm a double leo so
1: you're a double leo what does that
0: mean i don't i feel like leos are sort of assholes it's like, oh, we're, no, I don't they're always like you're, true. you're vain and you're the lion. You know what I'm saying? I'm no, like,
1: that's yeah, that's not true. I mean, my dog's Leo and he, well, actually I do think my dog's pretty vain for <laughs> a
0: dog. I will say this. And my this sisters, like a lion. my sisters are both Leos. They're born on the same day, August 18th. I'm August 1st. And I think my older sister and I both have this where like, if we pass a mirror, we will look at ourselves. Yeah. Like I'll always be like, oh, that's me. Like part of it's just like, whoa, I'm a person, you know? Yeah. But it's also like, oh, do I look okay? Like I do have yeah. that. Maybe yeah. That's I,
1: I mean, I think attention to sort of like exteriors and aesthetics isn't necessarily, like it's not inherently a bad thing, right? As long as it doesn't become so dominant that it, it usurps everything else.
0: Well, I also sometimes argue that vanity is actually, it gets a bad rap.
1: Yeah, like, like you can, I can o- see you that. can
0: overdo it, but I think caring about how you look a little bit is a good yeah. thing.
1: Well, yeah, or sort of like I mean, you know, and and I mean, there's a lot that's bound up if we just start thinking about sort of like cultivation of personal style. You know what I mean? There, there can be, there can be. You know yes and and it can be sort of superficial but also like there can be something really powerful about cultivating personal style that you feel at home in (laughs) that it's it it becomes a source of kind of like you know it armors you up to move through the world or or perhaps it feels like a creative expression so i think sometimes those you know those quote-unquote super superficial um elements contain more meaning than we might give them credit for yeah
0: and also just like self-care you know like uh... Like watching out for like what you eat and how you drink and I don't know, like that sort of stuff seems good to me. Like how you can overdo it, of course. Yeah,
1: of course. Well, most things can become toxic if taken to their most extreme, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So vanity a little bit is okay.
1: Yeah. I think a little vanity is okay.
0: Hey everybody. If you are a writer or an aspiring writer, or if you just love literature Go get your copy right now, wherever you buy books. Uh, I want to talk to you about Havana. Okay. That's where your novel is set. Yes. Did you you had to have gone there.
1: I did. I took three research trips.
0: Okay. And yeah. you can go there now as a, an American. You
1: can. Yeah. I mean, there. I went on a research visa, which is actually very straightforward and very easy. Um, it's a little bit more complicated now, but the short answer is yes.
0: Okay. So why did you get it in your head? Did you know, like, I want to set a book there or you're just like, I want to go there and check it out or.
1: Yeah. So um this is going to be a long answer just to prepare you Yeah. Uh, because there are multiple, there are intersecting reasons. So, um, so the third hotel is about um, a couple of. Claire and Richard. Richard is a horror film scholar, which is my uh, secret dream job. Horror Horror sure. film yeah. scholar. Yeah. Um, like scary, yeah, scary <laughs> movies. Uh, and he is killed in a hit run car accident under mysterious circumstances and had plans at the time of his death to go to a film festival in Havana and Claire ends up going in his place. So that's the, that's the kind of the context, but um, it's my practice when I'm between projects to keep a thought log, which is just exactly what it sounds like—a notebook where I record thoughts. Um, so I was writing. I, okay,
0: so let me stop you there. Yeah. Okay. Thought log. Thought log. It's just like a notebook.
1: Yeah, just like a notebook. Is it in
0: yeah. your phone or is it actual paper? Oh
1: no, it's I do everything on actual paper. Ooh. I don't do. I keep a hard copy calendar. Oh, People wow. look at me like I'm like. <laughs> like, the like,
0: side, yeah, like the Far Side? Yeah. They're like, are
1: you secretly a hundred? Or and you just like. <laughs> are well-preserved. I get
0: that. I don't, I don't have any problem with like people who are old school and write by hand and use hard copy stuff.
1: Yeah. So I keep a hard copy calendar. I have a hard copy notebook. The only problem is, is that if you lose it, which has happened to me, you are like really fucked. Yeah. Yeah. If I lose my calendar, I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea where I'm supposed to be.
0: Do you draft your
1: books by hand? Uh, no, 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 Um, no. I'm I'm a sort of, I'm like a note taker by hand. And sometimes, you know, I might write scenes or do some some kind of work outside the the laptop, but um, but no, I do. I mean, I do I do ty- you know type my type my drafts, uh, but the thought log is just sort of a way of recording what I'm. Um, you know what I'm paying. What I'm paying attention to, and what's what's on my mind. So,
0: how like what does this actually look like in practice? Like, are, are, do you set a time? Do you have to do it every day, or is it just when the mood is there? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: like- I, I I aspire to do it on sort of like a regular daily basis. That doesn't. Sometimes there's a gap between aspiration and execution. But I try and, I try and be fairly consistent about it. And there's not really, I'm not like, I'm I'm not like, I'm just like a methodical person in general when it comes to sort of, you know, record keeping and, and, and note taking and stuff like that. So there's not a, there's a, not a set form that it has to take. It's just, I mean, if you look through it, it would just look like a jumble. Um, but do you to, have it on you? Uh, I do not. Oh, you
0: do not. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: I was going to have you read from it, but.
1: I actually probably would refuse to do that. <laughs> but
0: it's just like things that are like you're reading certain news stories, catch your eye, or you see something in the totally. street.
1: or details, yeah. And so I had been writing about horror films a lot to myself. I had been writing a lot. I was sort of, this was a time, this was my, my second story collection and first novel that came out in fairly close succession. So there was a period of time where I was traveling a lot. Um, I should also say Claire the narrator is a sales rep for... Um, a uh, elevator technology. And so she is, she travels just like constantly, constantly, constantly on the road. So, I wrote some of the the kind of travel sections, you know, in my notebook when I was moving through all of these transit spaces, like you know, airports and hotel rooms. And
0: did you find a fingernail?
1: In I the did, ni- I oh, did, God. I did. I know, and so many people have asked me that, like, yeah. how did you come up with the detail? And I'm like, it oh, happened to God. me. That's, it was that, very that's like upsetting. my fucking nightmare. It was an, ac- I mean, I will say it was an acrylic nail, which isn't like quite as. Uh,
0: okay, now you're bringing me back a little bit. I thought yeah. it was like off the off the body.
1: Yeah, it's an acrylic. It's an acrylic nail it but it was like sitting like right on top of the bible and it still was like that's was,
0: like a lynchian detail it was to me.
1: very yeah it, it, it was very it was very startling so i i made it a real fingernail so i just made it like a little bit grosser huh. See, and there ladies like and gentlemen
0: that's a lesson in how to write good fiction
1: yeah make it a little bit closer. make it real yeah make it a little bit grosser <laughs> than it was in actual life
0: All right, folks, there we have it. That is today's flashback from episode 546, My Conversation with Laura Vandenberg. It first aired on October 10th, 2018. If you like what you just heard and you would like to listen to the full conversation, it is available in the feed, episode 546. Have at it. Laura Vandenberg is the author of several books. Her next two novels, entitled Florida Diary, and Ring of Night are both forthcoming from Farrar, Strauss, and Giroux. So be on the lookout for those. You can find Laura on the internet at lauravandenberg.com. Follow her on social media, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to this show wherever you listen. You can also subscribe on YouTube. Follow the Other People podcast on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Blue Sky. Don't forget to sign up. For my free once-a-week email newsletter, you can do so at otherppl.com or bradlisty.com. If you love this program, if you love books and literary culture, if you would like to help keep this show going into the future, join the Other People Patreon community at patreon.com otherpplpod. If you have a couple of minutes to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, what have you, I would be deeply grateful. Give the show a rating, write a little review. It helps listeners find the program. If you would like to get apparel, another people t-shirt or a sweatshirt, just go to the show's official website, otherppl.com. And finally, a quick plug for my latest novel. It is called Be Brief and Tell Them Everything. Available now in trade paperback, ebook, and audiobook editions. I narrate the audiobook. So... If you would like to read my novel, it's called Be Brief and Tell Them Everything. All right, so coming up on Sunday, I will be in conversation with Miriam Gerba. She has an excellent new essay collection out called Creep. So...